25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y-6. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What up? How y'all are? I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, and fast and friendly service. And this show always stays connected to you around the clock. Social media, posting, uploading, downloading, videoing, live streaming, everything. Because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. I'm mad. I'm in here with Roger. Farm Bureau Studio is in Jackson today. What up, Roger? We're going to make you feel a little at home, though. Oh, thanks. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, I feel right at home there. And uh, did you see we had somebody double park out front? Oh, did they? Yeah. I'm going to go take a picture of it. <laughs> and as the as the kids say, put him on Front Street. There you go. Yeah, so welcome in here today on a Wednesday. It is... Um, Interesting. You know, we're one day away from the start of the Masters. It is, again, I'll I'll be honest with you. You've noticed, if you've listened pretty much every day, that I don't talk a lot about golf on the show. Uh, but the Masters, I'll talk about it. For the rest of the year, I won't talk a lot about golf. Every now and then, a Tiger Woods subject, you know, comes up because I find him interesting. But the Masters is a little different. It's just something different about it for everybody. We all admit it. We all agree. And I have a friend who has, as a member of the media, been covering the Masters for over 30 years. Now, I may get this wrong, but I think this might be his, it's either his 32nd or 33rd. We'll ask him in a minute. But he's there again this year, uh, part of the media horde covering uh, the Masters, my friend Don Williams. And so uh, we're going to talk with Don here in just a bit, kind of get a, he's at uh, the course today at Augusta National. They're going to have the par three contest. We're going to check in with him. And uh, also later in the show, I'll sit down here a bit. And we'll just kick it around, have a good time, and talk with Jonathan McMillan from Divinity Equipment in Madison. Jonathan is kicking off the local uh, Kubota Field event tomorrow. And if you tune into this show, I'll be there with him at Divinity Equipment in Madison right there on Highway 51. We'll preview that, but kick it around with him a little bit also. He had baseball last night. Ole Miss beat the Tar out of Southern Miss in that ball game last night, 11-2. More on that. And it was, you know, look, it was a rough week for ranked teams in the midweek. LSU lost to Southern. Southern University from Baton Rouge beat LSU, number nine LSU, 7-2. to in a midweek game last night. Texas A&M lost, 10th ranked Texas A&M lost to Texas State, 
five to three last night. There were some other things that that uh, pop out. We'll get into those. That's baseball. Some people don't like that phrase, but it is true. That's baseball. All right, so let's do it right now. Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. The Masters is just different. It's different. It's different than all the other events. It's the first major of the year. Roger's grabbing the music for me. Had a boy. We found it. We found it. And as I mentioned to you, I have a friend who uh, has, as a member of the media, has been covering the Masters now over three decades. My friend Don Williams, who joins us now on the phone line, live from Augusta. Don, I was trying to take a, a, a swing at it. Uh, how many years for you now? Are we at 32, 33, somewhere in there? This would be 38. Oh, wow, 38. So I was off. Um, so, so you're approaching four decades of covering... Uh, the Masters uh, there in Augusta, and and thanks for your time. What um, coming into the 2019 Masters a day away? We got par three contest today. Um, what what's the uh, talk over there about course conditions and kind of the overall buzz going into tomorrow's start of the Masters? I think um, what's been interesting about this one is. You know, Tiger's back. Of course, he was back, um, mm-hmm. you know, a year last year. But Tiger has, because of the way he played in uh, 18, he was kind of the buzz in the third and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Can't wait till we get to Augusta. Tiger's going to be the guy. He's going to be the favorite. And then, you know, golf's a funny game. And it goes in cycles. And Tiger is not Tiger of 2002. So while he has risen to, like, number 12 in the rankings, which considering he hadn't played in, like, five years, and he's 43 years old, to be number 12 in the rankings this quickly, that's just how good Tiger is. But he's not Tiger of 2002. So Tiger's one of many names. We've just got so many players right now that are playing well, excuse me, <laughs> playing well. And, you know, Justin Rose is the number one ranked player in the world, and you only hear his name a little bit. Roy McElroy going for the Grand Slam um, and is playing well. He's probably getting the most buzz. Uh, the European resurgence, you know, they won four tournaments in a row on the uh, tour back last month. So you've got in addition to Justin Rose, you've got Tommy Fleetwood, you've got Paul Casey, you've got Francesco Molinari. So there's just so many names, Matt. It's hard to really kind of yeah. focus in on one. And then, of course, there's always Phil, the romantic uh, swashbuckler, and there is Jordan Speed. Mm. Is his game gone? Will it come back? Can, a, can Augusta? provide the magic because he's played well here so many times so the storylines this year are incredible i think yeah don williams on your radio i think they are too and to me one of the storylines don is that the uh, last year's champion is not much of a storyline for, for whatever reason there's just like not a lot of people talking about hey can patrick reed come out here and repeat can he you know, a challenge again. And, you know, he kind of walked down the lead and won it by a stroke a year ago. Why are why are more people not talking about Patrick Reed? Well, there's a lot of reasons, and 
you know most of them. Yeah. He's not a very popular player, despite the fact that he's from Augusta. What What are the odds of that? Yeah. A local guy who wins the Masters, and he's just not embraced. And a lot of that he's brought on himself. Um, you know, the, the controversy at the Ryder Cup where he wasn't paired with Spieth, and he talked badly about, uh, you know, how he was treated and, uh, you know, griped about the seat that he got at Fenway Park when he went to Boston. You know, it's just he's just one of those guys that uh, is a little bit prickly, and um, he's just not embraced by this crowd. But also, he's not playing well. He has not, you know, um, and that's been the history of, of his career and a lot of people's when you think about it. You can go back and find 12 months in a row where Roy McElroy didn't play well. We're seeing that now with Jordan Spieth. Um, we see it with just about every player in the world. Um, they go through stretches where they're just not really on top of their game. And Brooks Kepka right now is not at the top of his game. Um, you know, Dustin Johnson is someone whose name I didn't mention a moment ago. And how crazy is that? Yeah. This guy's probably the number two ranked player in the world, probably is the best player in the world. And the only reason he doesn't win all the time is because he's a very average putter. But uh, the smart money, I think, probably is on either he or McElroy this week. But you're absolutely right. There's been zero noise about Patrick Reed. And, and it's just interesting to me. We don't get that too often when a young player has come in there and you know, won the Masters, even won a major going into the next one. Don Williams on your radio. This will be his 38th Masters, uh, covering it as a member of the media. Another name, he finished a stroke off a year ago, Ricky Fowler. Um, you know you're talking to the wrong guy when you bring up Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I know. And, and I just couldn't help because, I mean, Reed finishes 15 under, Fowler's a shot back last year. There are a lot of folks who really like Ricky and want to see him win. And you mentioned putting. I wonder, is, you know, he came so close. Is he a consistent enough putter to have a chance to come in there and challenge again in the, you know, back-to-back years? I'll be anxious to see if the uh, – now, here's what we know about Ricky Fowler. He can compete on any golf course. He's not the longest player, but he is uh, consistent. Mm. Um, and he hits his irons close. Um, and he puts well enough. And when he gets red hot, like he did at the Players Championship, uh, he can run. He can run laps around the field. He has not been able to do that in a major championship. And frankly, uh, you know, it still boggles my mind. It's the power of marketing why he's one of the five most popular players in the world because his resume doesn't stack up to any of the ten names I mentioned five minutes ago. Um, and as as each year passes, the pressure on him will begin to increase. Now, having said that, there is no player with more potential or skill and less results than Paul Casey, who's 10 years older right. than Ricky Fowler. But all of a sudden, Paul Casey figured out how to win um, and hold up under the pressure. It could happen to Ricky Fowler at any time. Remember... Phil Mickelson didn't win a major till he was 32, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't believe Fowler is uh, is there yet. When the gates open for him, he may crash through 
and be one of those spectacular guys that's there every time. But until he does, he's got questions to answer, not to us, but probably to himself. Sure. Don Williams on your radio, live from Augusta, Georgia, getting ready for the Masters. It begins tomorrow, today, the par three. Uh, two more names, and then I, I want to go to a couple other things. I, I know I'm just kind of bombarding you with these different golfers, but I, I just, you know, I look that's, at them last that's what, that's what Wednesday's for. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what it is for. Um, I, I look at last year, and now I come to this one, and I'm going, okay, who would I want to circle and look like a really smart guy if they wind up winning this thing that I think they have a chance? And I come up with John Rahm and Tommy Fleetwood. Two guys who made a run at it, played really well, have played well recently. Rom finishes fourth. They're off everybody's radar. But, Don, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if either of those guys won the Masters this year. I thought you were going to add um, Tony Finau to that list. Sure. Uh, yeah. But, you know, certainly Rom and Finau have the length that uh, it takes. They What they don't have is the experience mm-hmm. of um, – you know, really competing, coming down the back nine on Sunday. Yeah. Flinkwood is one of my favorites, um, personal favorites, not here, mm. because I, uh, I'm, I'm not convinced that he's got the length. Now, I will say this, and I've said it for 30 years. Everybody says Augusta's a bomber's golf course. It's not um, necessarily. We've had winners. Um, who are not bombers. Many of them, Trevor Emmelman, uh, Mike Weir, Jose Maria Olafable. Uh, you know, I can, I can name probably several others. Mm. However, when the golf course is wet, it's tougher for a guy that's not long because you don't roll out as much. Mm. Um, now, they had rain yesterday, but not as much as they expected. It is absolutely gorgeous today. We have a little breeze. We've got low humidity, so it's going to dry out again. Rain is expected to come back some on Friday. How much they get, and they can pump it out of there pretty fast, will determine if this golf course is going to be soft or if it's going to be um, hard and fast. If it's hard and fast, then yeah. Uh, The Europeans who aren't terribly long can play the, the ground game that you have to play at Augusta. But if it's soft, then... That plays into the Dustin Johnson Brooks Kepka hand. Sure, Don, you've um, followed this your whole life. You've covered it now in your 38th year as a member of the media. Uh, this is—it's not rhetorical, but I guess some might consider it because we we all know some of the answers. I just want to hear you describe what is it about the Masters that has made it into the most perfectly uh, branded golf event and it penetrates demographics outside of normal golf uh, circles every year. Why is it the most popular, the most watched, the most talked about? And what are those reasons? There's several, I think. Um, Traditions, one, and it's a word that's overused, but all of us uh, um, are prone to you know, clinging to traditions and old ways. And for me, coming here 38 years, it's now becoming a tradition for me. And it is for many, many people that have grown up in, you know, the southeastern part of the country. Um, I think the fact that it is so hard to get into ticket-wise 
makes it uh, number one on everybody's bucket list. You know, it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to get that pass. A uh, friend of ours that uh, you know, Red Hobart from Mississippi State, mm-hmm. he passed me on the interstate Sunday um, and gave, called me, saw my car and called me, and it was his first trip. People have been waiting forever mm-hmm. to to make that first trip. So I think that's part of it. The other thing, and I can't really put my finger on um, well, how this happens or why it is, but I know it's a fact. There is no better run organization in the world and i'm not talking about sports i mean organization i i would put it up against the fbi or any organization that you want to discuss the masters committee and their members and their volunteers do not miss a trick they don't uh, miss a bet so everyone who goes has an absolutely perfect customer experience and i'm you know obviously matt you were there last year mm-hmm. i'll bet you you would agree with that i, I totally do uh, agree with it 100 it, it was yeah it's just unlike anything that i guess you would say that any expectation that i or my wife had it was exceeded in in just about every way i totally agree with that so so are you saying there's almost for people who do go to the event golfers included there's a word-of-mouth factor, which in the advertising world is really powerful. There's a word-of-mouth factor coming out of that that has really built up over the years. Would you say that's part of it? Oh, I don't think there's any question about it. And, it, and it's a status symbol, too. You know, let's, let's be very clear yeah. about that. But, um, um, you know, it, it does. it is somewhat amazing when you think about the fact that clearly golf is not on a par – in terms of overall popularity with the NFL or NBA or, or even college athletics for that matter. But you're right. The people who want to be here um, may not watch golf at all the other 361 days a year. They still feel like this is something that they have to experience. And i got to tell you, I can remember walking through the gate for the first time in 1982 and I could not believe the spectacle that was before me now I've been to every major championship uh I've been on every golf course that you could possibly want to be on including Pebble Beach and St. Andrews the pure beauty and spectacle that is Augusta National the first time you see it is unmatched yep yep can't add anything to that because you're exactly right. Don, I do appreciate you. I appreciate some of your time getting us ready. We're going to be uh, waiting anxiously to start watching in the morning, and then the next couple of days this week we'll catch up with you and kind of get updates from the course, and I just can't say thanks enough. Hope you enjoy uh, today, the par three. Thanks. All right, look forward to it. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, talk to you tomorrow. That's Don Williams. Yeah, we'll hear from Don. Don is um, not only um, – one of the most knowledgeable professional golf people I've ever come across, but is also maybe the biggest golf fan, which I think adds into that. Uh, and he's covered it. So uh, he'll, we'll be able, he'll be, I'm, I'm almost certain at this time tomorrow, he'll be walking the course uh, following somebody. And uh, so we'll have a time set up where he'll go over to the phone bank. Cause during the masters tournament, you can't have a cell phone out there. 
either that or he'll go back to the media area and maybe we'll get on his cell phone. But I've had times before on the radio during Masters Week, uh, we'll set up a time. He'll call. He'll walk over to the phone banks available to the patrons, which are like you know pay phones almost. You don't pay, but you just you know it's like they're there. There will be a row of 40, 50 phones, you know, that you can go pick one up, call your family from there, all those kinds of things. Um, yeah, and so I just think that um, it, it's it's going to be fun to kind of keep up with it. And this is they're, – they're always intriguing. Every year the Masters is intriguing. You get to talk about, you know, is there a an old has-been, air quotes here, a Freddie Couples or somebody – well, yeah, every year you get that. Every year it seems like Fred Couples, the first two days, plays really well. Everybody's ooh-ah. He's way up the leaderboard of what you think. And then what happens? His back gives out and he can't hang in there for four days. You get that kind of stuff. But this year it's just different because Rory McIlroy playing well. They feel like everybody's thinking that you know, it's going to be his time. Oh, by the way, Tiger Woods himself at 43 is back into the top 15 uh, in the rankings. And Look, going into tomorrow, I don't care who you are, whether you like him or hate him, everybody's hope is that Tiger is involved on Saturday, Sunday, somewhere up that leaderboard. Because if that happens, after everything that has happened in his career, the ratings for this will be absolutely through the roof if he can play well and challenge on Saturday, Sunday. So we'll see. All right. Getting Just getting started here on a Wednesday in the Farm Bureau studio. We'll get your texts and your phone calls next. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Rolling along on a Wednesday. Hope your hump day is going well. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Text line is open to you. Here it is, 601-885-ESPN. Got it? 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Also, you can be a part of the show on the Divini Equipment phone. Divini Equipment, Madison and Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. That's right, right here at home. They've been doing it better longer than anybody else, and I'll be there with y'all at Divini tomorrow. I'll be there 10 to noon, and they're going to have the Kubota Field event kicking off. Big discounts. Big ones. If you come in the store, you're going to get uh, get even more discounts. That's kind of how it works. And uh, there'll be free food, lunch, all that good stuff. And I'll get you hooked up with some of those things uh, later. I'll tell you about it. When you come in tomorrow, by the way, at Divinity and Register, you're automatically going to get a one-time coupon for up to $500 off select Kubota equipment. You need to get a hold of that menu some some way. The menu? Got to entice people. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll get it from Jonathan McMillan. That's right. He's coming by here in about half an hour. We'll ask him, what what are we eating? What's for lunch? I see you got your Kubota hat on. You're ready. I am ready. 
and I've got it turned around backwards. It fits my headset a little better here on the show. Baseball results coming up. First, though, Chicken Hawk. He's got his hawk hat back on today. What's up, Chicken Hawk? Hey, brother, look at him. Oh, now, Jonathan, I, I, I bought, I think, five years ago, I bought me one of them Kubota Zero Turns. And, uh, you know, I trained a little bit of my wife on it so I wouldn't have to cut grass. But it took me about mm-hmm. two years to get her trained. But now, Bob, I can't get her off that thing. But look at him. Jonathan, I only think, wipe them tears out of his eyes when, he, when you see him. Okay. You know, because of uh, what happened last night, you know, I mean, bless his heart. He's young, got all that black and gold up there in his office. And look, <laughs> my, my two brothers, uh, hey, look, I got two brothers now. Both of them graduated down there. And then my financial advisor over there with Edward Jones, Brett Wilson, he's mm-hmm. ate up with it. So first off, hell state, and then I got to do this for them poor folks uh, uh, to the top. But listen, <laughs> now you can deal with it, but here's a secret to dealing with Jonathan. You got to bring your wife over, and you got to have her dolled up because he'll feel, you know, he's good. He's a good salesman. But look here, I can talk some junk too, you know, and I, I know how to wheel and deal. But uh, I had Blue, I had Lou Bell with me, mm. and uh, Lou Bell, you know, got me some good deals on some stuff. But listen, if you ain't tried this, if he still got them, and then I'm finna go. Yeah. Look, uh, an elect, not an electric, but a uh, battery powered weed eater. He taught me into buying one of them, and but against my judgment, but listen, best move I ever made. He had a Husker Barner, had them on sale. You, he throwed in an extra battery. It's like a 36 or 38-volt battery, mm-hmm. and you can speed it up or slow it down to save it. Look, you know how it is if you've got a gas powered. You burn up two or three of them in five years mm-hmm. and spend more money than what I pay for that. That thing right there is really good. And love your show. You know that. Glad to be back. But I had to talk, you know, to that man yesterday. I appreciate like that. The, yeah, you know. Well, you know, I know how to act, bro. Look here. That's what I, 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 I ain't no psycho. <laughs> I know I know how to act. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and when you, I know what you're saying. But yeah, I'm going to have to tell you, but I can't tell you on air. I'll I, Maybe tomorrow, I, I'll, I'll, if I call in, if I got time, because I have to work for a living. Yeah. Like some folks mm-hmm. I know that don't. I actually have to work for a living. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you where we tailgate at up there at Hale State. Okay. And uh, you're going to have to come by, Bubba, because look here. we got a good tailgate crew been there forever. But if I tell you, see, it's, it's bad enough as it is. <laughs> I have to give autographs, and I have to take pictures. But now that, you know, y'all been paying me, and Bo ain't come up off that money yet. But now that you paying me and, and Brooks <laughs> is paying and uh, Jake's throwing a little money in the pocket, and I'm on here pretty regular. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going. I, I hate to see what happens this year up there, but I tell you where I'm going to be at. It ain't hard to find me at Hell State. Love the show. See, you. see you. Chicken Hawk is out. Did he say we're paying him? Yeah, I'm sure I'll get a call about Complete that. Complete and outright lie. <laughs> Nobody's paying Chicken Hawk. I'm not going to mess up his game. Look, I mean, but here's the thing. If his calls get any longer, we may have to start paying him. (laughs) If he's not a member (laughs) after, are you? And a battery-powered weed eater, I'm going to ask. That's a great – now, what I want to know about is the – I'm assuming that they must have an equally good air blower, you know, leaf blower. Yeah. Battery-powered? This is electric. Electric. If they've got a weed eater, I want – so that's a good question for Jonathan. Yeah. I'm kind of in the market for one of those. Are you? Yeah, I've yeah. got one now. It's called Victor. 
Yeah. You have to pay it every week. I, I want to tell you a true story about a blower that I had stolen at one point. I had moved into a new house about seven years ago, and we had AD, We had some people from ADT come out to the new house to install the security system, and one of the guys working for ADT for the security system stole the blower out of my garage when he left. <laughs> And you don't miss an opportunity the, to mention that on the air. The irony. Well, it wasn't the company's fault. It's just yeah. a bad employee. We actually still use ADT. I, I had a. We do. Yeah. I had a security system, and the house was broken into, and it was like also ADT. They they didn't they didn't maintain the battery. Oh, is that right? Yeah. We we've had good luck. I mean, we really have. In fact, the other night, um, uh, my my daughter was under the weather. She was upstairs. My wife was on the way upstairs. I stepped out in the garage to do something, and when I bent over, the the remote control in my pocket apparently was pressed, and it set off the panic. Uh-oh. So the horn starts going off, and it's, you know, <laughs> all these loud noises. It really freaked my wife out pretty good. Uh, but, you know, we, we've had good luck with them. That was just one story on that. I need to lose some weight there if you can't even get your keys in your pocket. It was pinched. Up. Roger, it was pinched in that pocket somewhere. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> um, yeah, Chicken Hawk is right. Look, Ole Miss absolutely beat the tar out of Southern Miss last night in baseball. 11-2, to the final score. But Southern Miss out-hit Ole Miss. Now, now, now think about this. Ole Miss played clean baseball, took advantage of every opportunity. They had 11 runs on seven hits. I know that there were a bunch of walks in there also. Let me double-check it here. Yeah, Ole Miss. Oh, come on. That takes some discipline, sitting there and let them rip them by you. Ole Miss was walked seven times in the game. So seven free base runners to go with the seven hits. Ole Miss did not commit an error and only left four guys on base. When they got people on base, they drove them in. On the other hand, Southern Miss out-hit them nine hits to seven, but only had two runs out of the nine hits and left 11 guys on base. Ole Miss was able to get key outs, leave runners stranded. And, oh, by the way, Southern Miss also committed four errors in the game also. So it was a rough game for Southern Miss. 11-2. to What this is... um, this is a fact, okay? Just everybody listening, go ahead and accept this for fact. Ole Miss is one of the hottest teams in the country right now when you look. And I know they have that inexplicable loss last week in the midweek on student day or kids day, an 11 a.m. loss to North Alabama. But outside of that, they took two out of three from Arkansas up there, scored a bunch of runs. They How many runs? They scored 30, 40-something runs in the Florida series this weekend and swept Florida. They just killed Southern Miss in the midweek. Ole Miss is looking like the team a lot of people thought they could be. It's taken them a while to get there. But also in the midweek last night, LSU was upset by Southern. Ninth-ranked LSU lost 7-2 to Southern. Tenth-ranked A&M lost 5-3 to Texas State. Uh, Fourth-ranked Oregon State lost 12-8 to unranked Oregon. I mean, it's like walking wounded in the midweek. 22nd-ranked Auburn lost 11-6 to to Jacksonville State. It was just one of those nights. It was like Tuesday night mayhem 
Let me ask you this. In other parts. Governor's Cup's coming up. Yeah. Ole Miss is very strong. Yeah. Who are you favoring with them, between them and State? I, look, it's – it's um, that thing's a toss-up every That's year. That's going to be one to see. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, stick around. Back on the show. (laughs) Welcome in. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. I'm in here looking at Roger. Show Liz, I pulled up in the parking lot. What a big one. What a big one. I pulled up in the parking lot in this uh, souped-up car. Way more expensive than the one I'm driving. Oh, that's funny. Came driving in. You did? It is. I thought you were talking about Jake. I'm talking about you. No, let me tell you from my perspective. I I pull it at the end of the road and I see somebody standing down there and it it looked like that uh, the fly the poster for that movie the Twins. Yeah, where, where you had Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Danny DeVito. And, uh, I said, you know, but Danny DeVito. I was talking and, to Jake, but but yeah, Jake was dressed pretty sharp. But I was like, yeah, he was dressed pretty. That, sharp. That's the only thing that threw it off, you know. But they're about the right height comparison. If, if we were dressed alike, yeah, that would have been it. Yeah. Look, we need to do a parody of that, don't we? Jake and I, me. I mean, from the road, I could tell. He was like, he comes up to about a little over I'm about waist. twice as tall as he yeah, is. Exactly. And And Jake's a great guy. And we, he just, I was in the parking lot getting out of the car, and he walked out, and he, and he just saw me, and he was like, what are you doing here? You know, because I'm not here every day. Right. And so we just started chit-chatting, talking and stuff. And, yeah, I could see how that would be a <laughs> – that look. Yeah, um we need to do. We need to do that. What, what was the name of that movie again? Twins. Twins. Yeah, Schwarzenegger and Devito. Okay, Jake and I might need to start a show together. You know, take it on the road. Well, I like the. Uh, maybe we could start a little show called uh, what was it? Firearms and. Oh yes, How did enriched. <laughs> enriched. It's gonna. He said yesterday it's gonna be an evening enriched. With firearms and libations. Firearms and libations. Enriched in firearms and libations. And yes, uh, Roger, like a Friday night late show uh, called Firearms and Libations. And that might go over. It would with one particular crowd. I know that much. Sounds like deer camp. (laughs) It does, actually. Um, Last, Okay, so what I was talking to Jake about, it was actually kind of funny. He told me, you've got to tell this on the air. That was the end of our conversation out here well, in the parking lot. I just gave you a great uh, segue. Yeah, yeah, he said, you got to tell this on the air. And and what it was is he was asking me if I was going to be on the call for some of the baseball this weekend, state hosting Alabama for Super Bulldog. And I said, yeah, I was going to do Friday and Saturday, but now I'm just going to do Saturday. I've got, uh, I'm got you know, someone else is going to do Friday. i got it switched around because my wife and daughter are in a play it's not cantata. That's not the right word, but it's in a, it's a dramatization thing, a play sort of to go along with a lot of other stuff, music and all, that's going to celebrate Easter, you know, and the resurrection of Jesus at our church. And they do it pretty much every year. I think they call it the passion play. Oh, I yeah. think, you know, you've heard yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, ch- churches yeah. do that? Right. And so my wife has a part in it where she does some of the narration. Last Days of Christ or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're leading up to Easter, and it's going to be about his death burial resurrection and so my wife has a part she's a she has to you know wear the whole get up and do the narration and stuff my daughter is in it also has a part as a kid 
And um, I said they're going to be performing it starting on Thursday night. And I want to be at the Friday night one because it's the first one where you're going to have like a full auditorium. Or full. Surprised they didn't tap you for Barabbas. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a good one, wouldn't I? They kind of leave me out a lot of that stuff, and yeah. it's because they usually know, hey, Matt's busy. Matt's not going to make practice. No, I, right. I just can't. So anyway, and I said that's what, you know, I want to be there for that on Friday night. But then I go on and tell him, and this is true, so I'll tell you, live animals. <laughs> okay, this is First Baptist Church Tupelo, and great church, love people there. We love it. But live animals in this dramatization, the passion play. So what do you get, like a donkey or a sheep? Roger, Jesus is going to ride in on a pony. Okay. Because it's going to be, it's a little pony. Yeah. And Jesus is a big guy. He's got some muscles. It's obviously he's worked out for the part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a little pony. My wife says she feels sorry for the pony because every time Jesus gets on him, the pony groans a little bit. You're like Eeyore. Like, you know. <laughs> But here's the other thing about it. This is what I'm telling Jake. And I get it. You want him to ride in, but the Bible clearly states he came in on a donkey. Yeah. All right. A pony, eh, a donkey. Right. I'm sure so somebody I get had the, a donkey around there somewhere. Well, so, but okay. Maybe we don't trust a donkey <laughs> in the church around people. Maybe the pony is tame and trained, therefore we trust him, right? But destined for a lifetime of back problems. But I'm talking in the sanctuary. We're going to have a live animal. We're going to have a pony in there. Jesus on steroids you got going. What I haven't seen (laughs) and I'm curious about, is there any makeup or anything on the pony to make it look like a donkey? (laughs) But but Jesus didn't ride a pony. Well, the little girl A pony isn't a a donkey. On a unicorn horn. (laughs) (laughs) And a donkey isn't a pony. That's all I'm saying. Well, what I'm worried about is, do they have one of those little things on it behind it, like the like New Orleans police horses, <laughs> the scooper, uh, a collection, well, look, a, a reservoir, as it were. On that note, this is what else I told Jake, and this is what led to him saying, "You got to tell this on the radio." And I said, "Well, my show's not on in Tupelo right now, so I could probably get away with this. I won't make anybody mad." But they also have a live lamb at some point who's out there, and uh, the other night in practice, the lamb pooped on the stage. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Whoever had to clean it up, you deserve it. <laughs> Bring in a live lamb. That what's going to be funny if that lamb hits his hits his mark and does it at exactly the same spot in the in the church. I mean, in the church, you had something on the ground. You had you did have something down there on the the, the rugs or the floor. Is it hardwood or carpeting? Or I don't know. I'm sure they've got bound to have taken. <laughs> Like anything goes down in my church, there is a lot of committee meetings. I am flabbergasted. I haven't seen it. I'm just flabbergasted in knowing because I sit in the sanctuary every Sunday. Well, you're going to have to obviously report on this next week. Then we're going to have live animals in there. I will know how this worked out. It's just you don't ever expect to see a live animal in the sanctuary of your church. Frankly, I'm going to be honest, much less at First Baptist Church. I think you should have checked with Jake. You know, his his dad's a taxidermist. <laughs> Is it really? Mama, the, the donkey's really still. <laughs> he got little wheels on yeah, his feet. Right. You know, got him, got him on a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think it's really neat. It, I love the fact that, you know, they want to do something different. They want to make it, you know, you, they, again, it's a performance. You're trying to get a message across, so you want everyone's attention. 
That's what kid, you want. Well, you're going to have the kids' attention. You're going to have the kids' attention, no doubt about They're it. They're going to be riveted. But me, I'm like, he didn't ride a pony. <laughs> and what's the is the lamb for the sacrifice? Uh, maybe. You know, I'm sure there's a song about a lamb a at pre, some point. Yeah. Pre crucifixion thing. Yeah. You know, to get the correlation there. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I would. Well, let me know how it works out. Did you get any <laughs> chickens or anything in there? Not as far as I know. <laughs> anyway, I, I was telling that to Jake. He got a kick out of it. He said, well, you got to tell that story. Hey, there's one other story I do need to tell. Just because I saw this. this is from one day ago. Report. WLBT report here. For the second time in several weeks, thieves have stolen the wheels off Jackson Police Department cars. Making a real statement. Sergeant Roderick Holmes says three police cars were towed Saturday after police found that their wheels had been stolen. Now, in their defense, only one of them had police in it at the time. <laughs> the cars were parked behind a police museum in downtown Jackson, and police aren't sure when the wheels were taken. Now, this is the second time wheels have been stolen from patrol cars in recent weeks. A car was left on blocks outside the West Jackson Police Training Academy in March after thieves stole the tires and rims. How, I mean, that was very considerate, though, to leave it up on the block. <laughs> I mean, really, it was. Just... Three now. Well, not just one. Three police cars. This Saturday, wheels stolen off the cars. There's pictures. There they are, towing the police cars, wheelless. It's embarrassing right here. <laughs> Roger, that's like something out of Police Academy, the movies. That, I, I mean, that's not supposed to happen in real life. If you set something down in Jackson, somebody saw you set it down, that if you don't go get it. Is that right? Yeah. Gone. Look, I had a house in Jackson on the on the market. They stole plants out of the ground. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Dug them up. Dug them up. That was like they were something exotic, just banana trees. You go down to the Home Depot and pick them up for nothing almost. Here's a, uh, this feels better to steal them. Yeah. More of an accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, some texts on the text line here uh, from Ovette, Mississippi. A church I used to go to would use live animals for Christmas and Easter. Donkey, sheep, I even feel like they brought a camel in there a time or two. It oh, went all out. That'd be good. Camel in the church. I like the camel. Get spit on. <laughs> Uh, Sheriff Jim text. By the, the way, show. a little bit of uh, Wednesday info about the about the Hump Day camel. And yeah, the, and the Geico commercial, you know, Hump Day, Hump Day. His yeah. name's Caleb. Is it really? He's yeah. got his own he's, name. He's, he's in several movies. Yeah. Um, Fluffy Bottoms Texas show. Donkeys are too smart to take direction. Uh, then he said it takes a lot of cinder blocks to prop up three police cars. <laughs> Somebody needs to look for a Home Depot receipt. <laughs> right. Where'd they get those blocks from? Sounds like a planned job. Maybe it's an inside job. Man. I mean, are poli- what's the difference between police car tires and any other tire, for that matter? Well, given the state of most of the equipment, I don't know how many miles they'll get on those tires. Hey, you know those police cars without tires? They can ride around on Jackson streets and it feel just about the same, yeah, wouldn't it? it? Yeah. Ain't much difference. <laughs> yeah, go to work all day and then schedule your dentist appointment. Hour two coming up. Stick around. <laughs> 